Welcome to the Niche Podcast, your weekly rundown of the biotech, pharma, clinical research, and life science industries. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, the cassava saga, reify goes big, too big, humanocyte SPAC, vax news you already know, and a new growth hormone therapy approved. The views expressed on the Niche Podcast are those of the host and guests. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any organizations or companies with which they are affiliated. Last week, we talked about allegations of data manipulation and fraud surrounding Athera. But they're not the only ones making headlines. Cassava Sciences has been on their own journey dealing with allegations, but this voyage has been an odd one. Claims of fraud have arisen. But the charges come from a law firm who makes their money in fraud cases. Thomas Jordan of the law firm Labaton Suturo said that the publicly available data from Cassava suggests that if they were investigated, then it would show data manipulation and fraud. Cassava responded Wednesday in what I personally consider a pretty spicy reply. They went point by point through Thomas Jordan's assertions and addressed them as fiction compared to fact. If I've read this correctly, Thomas Jordan is saying that, hey, This data looks manipulated and is making a public stink. You'd think Cassava's statement might have kept this a simple two-party situation. But in Cassava's statement, they cited one of their labs that conducted analysis, Quanterix. Quanterix quickly responded, we know nothing about this. We just ran blinded data experiments. We don't know anything about this interpretation. Cassava's stock fell further on this news. But they quickly turned around and said, yes, we are agreed. We analyzed. You provide it. Now, Here's where it gets even more zesty. According to Cassava, the party making these allegations, admitting to holding a short position in Cassava, meaning this party may benefit if their stocks plunge. The more you dig, the odder the situation becomes. The mechanism of protest chosen was not a news story, but filing a citizen's petition with the FDA, which typically only occurs on approved therapies, not those entering phase three trials. Perhaps the most predictable outcome is a slew of lawyer fees. This extends beyond the Cassava-Thomas Jordan fight. For example, whoever is due to pay out if Cassava shorts is certainly not going to go quietly into the dark if they think a power play caused the stock to drop and not real data. Conversely, additional external analysis has suggested there are potential concerns surrounding some of their data. This all means whoever is whistleblowing through the law firm may in fact have a good case. If the complaints to the FDA are reasonable and substantiated, I'd anticipate an investigation to follow. Despite all the fuss, Cassava still has over $270 million in the bank and burned just $5 million last quarter, giving them temporary runway to try and resolve this crisis. Reify Health has raised a $220 million Series C with a $2.2 billion valuation. They raised $30 million last summer and have been developing a suite of solutions to accelerate trial recruitment. Clinical trial recruitment is a hugely hairy problem that plagues numerous trials. In fact, many sources state that the number one reason clinical trials fail is because they fail to recruit. And this may be true, but recruitment in clinical trials is not that simple of a problem. On paper, you tell the right people and then get them into your study. Actually making this happen in the multi-stakeholder vicissitudes of real-life medical practice is just not going to be solved easily because 
Solving it, like so many problems that tech companies set out to solve, involves fixing problems outside of the control of the company. For example, how participants engage with their physician and which physicians are likely to promote a clinical trial cannot be changed through innovation. My point is not that things in recruitment can't get better. They definitely can. And I think Reify is trying to genuinely drive accelerated clinical trial recruitment by providing a digital platform for sites and sponsors to use for enrollment. From what I can see, the product itself is reasonably useful and they've signed up major players, including top biopharma companies. The concern for me is that I genuinely don't understand where the $2.2 billion valuation is coming from, especially considering the dilution ratio if they raised $220 million. I have no inside knowledge about the value of their specific contracts, but I read a lot of stories every week and this one is a head scratcher for me. And it's not that it won't be used by companies. It's just that imagining a cost savings that drive forward a company to have that kind of multi-billion dollar valuation they're going to need to go public or sell defies logic. Yes, enabling clinical trial recruitment is valuable. Yes, speeding it up could save enormous amounts of money. But thinking a tech solution, no matter how widely used and sophisticated, will realize these results in real world seems unlikely. In more basic terms, there's now a value realization problem for Reify. As always, I'm happy to be wrong here, and I'll gladly report to you folks if I am. But I think they would have been far better off with half or a quarter of the valuation in the long run. Investing money in health tech is very easy. Getting the kind of growth seen in other tech sectors has not been done by anyone to date. Humasite has gone public through a SPAC, raising $245 million, with a valuation just north of $1 billion. The Durham-based company is working on a range of advanced vascular repair solutions, including late-phase products for trauma and arteriovenous access. Their human acellular vessels are biodegradable mesh that can function as a scaffold for cells to grow on before the mesh is degraded, leaving behind a fully formed tissue. On top of this engineered surgical solution, Humocyte is building a regenerative medicine product focused on type 1 diabetes. Their solution involves seeding pancreas islet cells onto a meshwork, then implanting it as a tube along the vascular system. In this context, the islet cells can grow and begin functioning as a virtual pancreas to produce insulin. The combination of manufacturing baseline technologies and possible regenerative solutions gave private equity investors the confidence to give Humasite the thumbs up last week. <music> Pfizer has received full FDA approval for their COVID-19 vaccine, now sold as Comirnaty. Following close on the heels, Moderna filed for full FDA approval last week. Full approvals in the U.S. may increase the drivers of vaccination by allowing institutions to apply more pressure to individuals. However, the situation remains complex, with large swaths of young people unvaccinated and millions of school-aged children unable to be vaccinated. A number of states, particularly in the South, are leading the charge on spreading COVID-19. Others, like Hawaii, find themselves with overwhelmed medical systems as cases continue to rise but with around 94.1 to 99.8% of cases occurring among the unvaccinated, stopping the systemic overload remains a major challenge. Ascendus Pharma has received FDA approval to treat children with inadequate secretions of endogenous growth hormone with a new once-weekly injection. Growth hormone deficiency, GHD, is classified as a rare disease, but the patient burden on children suffering and their parents is meaningful. 
The current standard of care involves daily injections of growth hormone. The new therapy, Skytropha, includes cartridges and an auto-injector for weekly injections. Therapy can also be stored at room temperature for up to six months, dramatically increasing the usability across different environments, for example, when traveling or living in more rural conditions. This is set to be priced at premium responsible pricing. With current therapies costing thousands per month, expect similar pricing strategy here. Ascendus will continue to pursue approvals to treat adults with GHD as well. Thanks for joining me on the Niche Podcast, your weekly summary of the top news in the biotech, pharma, clinical research, and life science industries. You can learn more at thenichepod.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. Like, comment, subscribe, and most of all, share with your friends. If you like what you hear, please rate and review. It really helps us. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson, and I'll see you next week.